So I want to talk to you today about the life of Caleb. And um, so let's do this. We're going to, where we're starting in Caleb's life, we're going to start kind of at the end of his, his story. And then we're going to work backwards and say, well, how did he arrive at this place? So um, Joshua chapter 14, and, and you know, the beginning of the book of Joshua, they cross over into the promised land. So God's people have made it out of Egypt. They did their 40 year thing in the desert, in the wilderness, and they've crossed over into the promised land. And the book of Joshua is them taking the land. So the tribes and the, the, the different groups in Israel, they're going out and they're, they're capturing the land that God had promised to them. And that happens for about five years. So they, they wander for 40 and they're in the land for about five years, just taking different parts of the land from the people that already live there. And we finally get, we, we start narrowing down and getting some personal examples of, of people saying, well, this is the land that, that God promised to me or to us. And Caleb is our example here. So Joshua chapter 14, verse 6. It says, Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite it said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years, ever since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. As yet, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now, for war, both to go out and to come in. Now therefore give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day, for thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there. If so be, the Lord will be with me. Then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. So we get to, we get to really what's kind of the end of Caleb's life. And, and Caleb is at the spot where he's ready to grab his inheritance. He's ready to grab the piece of land, take the piece of land that God had for him. So what I really want to talk about today is how did Caleb get to be 85 years old and to be able to say, I'm as strong today as I was when I was 40. I'm as ready today to take the land as I was 45 years ago. So I've got some questions that I'd love for you to think about and, and, and pray through and reflect on these as, as, we, as we get started. So first of all, I kind of mentioned this. What, pray through what is, what is your personal role in the mission. The other thing I think that the, 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 the story of Caleb makes me think about is, did I once have a calling on my life that I've forgotten, that I've squelched, that I've ignored? And then the third one would be, how can I follow God in such a way that I'm ready for the mission at any time? So what I don't want us to do today is to say, well, Caleb waited until he was 85 and then he started in the mission. Then he did what God called him to do. That's not what we're, that's not what I want us to hear. Because I, I think there can be this tendency in Christianity to, and in America, especially to say, I'm going to live my life. 
I'm going to raise my kids. I'm going to work my job. I'm going to, I'm going to set my life up so that when I retire, then I'll really start serving the Lord. Then I'll really have the margin. Then I'll really have the time. Then I'll really have the funds and the resources to serve the Lord. Because when you read the story of Caleb, you could say, well, he waited until he was 85. Caleb wanted to take the land when he was 40. He didn't have opportunity, right? So the, the point is that he was ready whenever the call came. And that's where I'd like us to get, or us to be thinking through as a, as a group is, how can I be ready to do what God wants me to do whenever he calls me to do that? If he says, wait, I'll wait. If he says, go tomorrow, I'll go tomorrow. But how can I be ready? So we need to know a couple of things about Caleb. The first thing is that Caleb actively remembered God's promises. Caleb actively remembered God's promises. The first verse we read here, verse 6, he says, Caleb says, hey, you know the thing that the Lord said to Moses. The Lord said that to Moses 45 years ago. Caleb's been wandering in the desert with these people for 45 years, and what he's been thinking about is what God promised them that long ago. So he's remembering this promise. So, you know, if I was, <laughs> I was thinking about how do we remember things? Well, it, it's, it's, got, it's got to be active, right? Like we have to constantly be remembering. Um, you see in the Bible, so like John chapter 14, verse 26, this is when God's, this is when Jesus says, hey, the Holy Spirit's going to come and the Holy Spirit's going to teach you all things and put you in remembrance of the things. But what, what were they going to be put in remembrance of? The things that Jesus had already taught them. So you can't remember what you've never learned, right? So, so how do we know what God's promises are and how can we remember them? One, we have to know what those promises are. We have to know what God's word says. And then we have to go about actively remembering what they are. So we all know this, but if we don't actively remember, we will forget. How many people took Spanish in high school? Show of hands. How many, okay, keep your hand up if you could go to a Spanish-speaking country and have a conversation with someone. Why? Because you haven't used it. You, you and, and maybe you had a bad teacher, or maybe you didn't care, maybe you took two years of Spanish just so you could get into college. Like, that happens. Okay, I got it. But the point is, you learned some things, you've forgotten them, because you don't actively use them. How many, how many math equations did we learn in high school and algebra and geometry and finding the area of these different things? And I'm like, I couldn't do that today to save my life. I mean, there's probably an app for it and I'm really thankful for that. But like, so the point is like, if we're not actively remembering these things, then we will forget. You know, as parents, it's our job as parents to put our children in remembrance of the things that God has promised and the things that God has taught us. Um, in the book of Exodus, when God's people are leaving the promised land, God institutes the Passover. So it's this, okay, the, you know, the, the night of, of, of the lamb, killing the lamb and putting the blood on the doorpost and, and the, the death angel comes through and he's going to pass over. And um, God tells his people in Exodus chapter 13, verse three, he says, remember this day. Okay, well, how are they going to remember that day? He sets up every year we're going to have the feast of the Passover. And here's what he says in Exodus 13, verse 8. He says, 
He's talking to, to, to Moses, who's going to pass this on. He says, and thou shalt show thy son in that day. So the parents' response, it was the parents' responsibility to put the children in remembrance of what had happened, to put the children in remembrance of the Passover. When Jesus is getting ready to leave, you know, he's getting ready to, to, to leave his disciples. He's going to go be sacrificed. He's going to go through the trial and, and he institutes communion. What does he tell them? He says, this, do, th- do this in remembrance of me. So we have to put things in our life that cause us to remember the promises that God made. Um, and I think it's really important as parents that we're actively doing that in our kids' life, that we're actively talking about what God has done and who God is, and we're constantly telling them those things so that they remember. So Caleb, the first thing he does in order to get to age 85 and be ready to jump in and take the land, he's actively remembering God's promises. The second thing is that Caleb's heart was full of faith. Caleb's heart is full of faith. In Joshua chapter 14, verse 7, what we read, we read his, his, his telling of the story when he said, um, when, when the spies went into the land and the spies come back out of the land and Caleb and Joshua are the only ones that believe that they can take the land. Let's go look at that story. Let's look at Numbers chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. So Numbers 13, this is setting up the spies going into the land. It says, The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men, that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. So did you notice in verse 2, God's setting this thing up. He's saying, send the spies into the land. But what does God say about the land? God says, it's the land which I give unto the children of Israel. It was already their land. The spies were just going in to check it out. But what happened was the spies came back and they said, we can't do that. So what they were saying is, we can't have what God said that we can have. Tuesday night at, at prayer, if you were able to be here um, in the other building, you, you know, Pastor Sam was talking about praying in faith. And, and, and part of what we do to pray in faith is we say, okay, we know what God has said about X situation, whatever it is. We just agree with God on that and ask him to give what he already said that we can have. That's what happens. That's what's happening here in the book of Numbers. God's already said, it's your land. It's yours. God's already said he's not willing that any should perish. So what, is, what do I do in response to that? Right? What is my job now in response to that? Um, it's, it's, so if you look in, in Numbers chapter 14, so Joshua, Caleb, and the men, they go into the land that God's already given them, but they don't think they can take it. They come back and j- look at Numbers 14, verses 1 and 2. It says, And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness. They're so scared of taking the land that they wish that they were either dead or that they were slaves again in Egypt. Because they do not believe, they don't trust, they don't have faith that what God already told them was going to actually happen. So what does Caleb do? Caleb's full of faith, right? Caleb is, 
is this man that's believing God's promises. He's full of faith for God's promises. Um, Look at chapter 13, verse 30. It says, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well, we are well able to overcome it. At this point, when when God's people left Egypt in, in the book of Exodus, like 12 or 13, the Bible gives us the number that there were about 600,000 men as part of the tribe of, as part of the Israelites. So you're talking with women, children, I don't know, over a million people, a million and a half. Some people say 2 million people. So you've got Moses and Aaron and Joshua and Caleb four against millions. And Caleb is still willing to stand up and say, no, we can do this. He stills the crowd. He makes the crowd calm down and he says, we can take this land. God's given it to us. No one else believes it. There's four guys. So Caleb has so much faith because he was believing and trusting in God's promises for their lives. Look at chapter 14, verse 6. It says, And Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not against the Lord. Neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. But all the congregation bade stone them with stones, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. So you've got a situation where Caleb and Joshua and Moses and Aaron are at the point of being stoned to death because they're believing in God's promises. And Caleb doesn't back down. Caleb says, no, this is what God said, and this is what I believe, and I'm going to stick with it, despite the odds, despite uh, the number of people that were against him. He said, this is what God said, and I'm going to believe it. How else did, so we've seen that Caleb, um, we've seen that he remembers God's promises. He's full of faith. The last thing I want to talk about is that Caleb wholly followed the Lord. He completely followed the Lord. If you you look up Caleb's name in the Bible, it doesn't show up that many times. He's not that common. But multiple times in the Bible, it mentions that he wholly followed the Lord. Um, We see this in Joshua chapter 14. So, So what is this? This just means a complete following. He's following him with everything that he has. So... There's a lot about the story of Caleb, admittedly, that we don't know. We don't know what he did for 40 plus years in the wilderness outside of, you know, gather manna, um, raise his kids. You know, what was he doing? We don't really know. But I'm going to make some guesses this morning about the things that did not stop Caleb from following the Lord. One thing that did not stop Caleb from following the Lord was time. 45 years go by, and he's following the Lord as hard at age 85 as he was at age 40. So he didn't let time. Sometimes we think, you know, 
when people get, when we, when we first get saved and we're young Christians or we're new at a church and things are exciting and we have this kind of high for the Lord, that can be difficult to maintain sometimes. Sometimes time goes by and you see people just, they just kind of fall off because of time, not for Caleb. The second thing that did not stop Caleb from following the Lord would be circumstances, difficult circumstances in his life. He lived in the wilderness in a tent for 40 years and did not allow that to distract him or to prevent him from following the Lord. The third thing that did not stop him would be changes in his life, life changes. Just the things that happen over 40 years. Maybe, you know, they're, they're wandering, they're moving a little bit. Sometimes they would stay, sometimes they would leave. He didn't let that stop him. The other, another thing that Caleb did not allow to stop him from following the Lord completely is sin. How do we know that? Well, we know that because Caleb is still given his inheritance. He's still given his piece of the land at age 85. So if we know one thing about the Lord, it's that, you know, he, he'll say, th- God's constantly saying things like, I will bless you. I am blessing you as a people. If you keep my commandments, if you walk in my ways, if you do as I say, I think that there's no, like Caleb could have been disqualified in those 40 years had he disobeyed the Lord, had he had some sin in his life that disqualified him. You see this in Moses, right? Moses strikes the rock in anger and Moses is prevented from getting to the promised land. So in Caleb's life though, we don't see that. Caleb is still qualified to take the land. Another thing that that Caleb doesn't allow to stop him from following the Lord would be other people. Again, millions versus two or three or four, and he doesn't allow that. So all of these people that Caleb was friends with, even the spies that went into the land with him, he lost all of those people. All of those people died. Every single one of them. And Caleb still trusts the Lord and says, no, God, this is what you have for me. Caleb does not allow old age to keep him from following the Lord. Caleb doesn't get burned out, right? He's, he's at age 85 and he's saying, I'm ready. Give me the, like, I want to take this land. He's not saying, yep, time to retire. Time to put my feet up. Time to be done. Not for Caleb. I kind of mentioned this one already with, in, with other people, but Caleb lost a lot of relationships. Like every relationship he had, basically. Imagine everyone in your generation is gone. Imagine everyone that you grew up in with in church is gone. Um, some of you, many of you have been at other churches and you, maybe you've made a sacrifice to come to this church, or maybe you've had difficult circumstances at other churches, or difficult circumstances with your families, and you've, you've had to lose some relationships so that you can follow the Lord. Caleb's the same way. He doesn't allow that loss of relationships to prevent him from following the Lord. The last thing, and there's many more. Caleb doesn't allow loneliness. I imagine he's lonely. Everybody dies. Everybody's gone. And uh, he still follows the Lord. I also think he easily could have become bitter. Imagine, imagine being right and everyone else is wrong. 
And you have to suffer the consequences of them, of their unfaithfulness. Like for Caleb, he easily could have been, he easily could have thought, Lord, why would you do that to me? I'm the one that followed you. Why do I have to wait 40 years? Why am I in this position of wandering when I was right? The flip side of that is Caleb easily could have just become super proud. He could have easily said, yeah, I'm the man. Like no one else believed it, but I did. He easily could have been filled with pride, which would bring us back to that sin that could have disqualified him. So Caleb wholly, completely follows the Lord. Let's talk about the end of Caleb's life and we'll wrap up. Joshua 14 verses 10 and 11 is, is when Caleb comes and says, you know what? The Lord has kept me alive. And then he says in verse 11, he says, I'm as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. The book of Psalms, so Psalm chapter 90 is, uh, it's a great Psalm. It's a Psalm where Moses is talking about, he's talking about life and kind of lifespans. And in Psalm 90 verse 10, he says, the days of our years are three score years and 10. So he's saying, as people, we get about 70 years. And if you look at like even around the world, you know, what is life expectancy? You might average it out at 70-ish. So this has been true for a couple thousand years now. But Moses says in Psalm 90, he says, the days of our years are three score years and 10. And if by reason of strength, they be four score years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow for it is soon cut off and we fly away. So Moses is setting this up to say, we get 70 years and by reason of strength, so if we have strength, we might get 10 extra. We might get to 80. Caleb beat those odds and Caleb is at 85 and he's just as strong that day as he was when he was 40. So we know that Caleb did not spend 40 years in the wilderness on vacation. Like he didn't spend 40 years doing nothing. He was obviously very active physically, spiritually. He was still growing. So even though his original plan didn't go as he wanted it to, um, he's still able, God is still able to achieve what he wants to achieve through him. Let's look at two more verses. Joshua 15, verse 13. Uh, Actually, just read verse 14. It says, And Caleb drove thence the three sons of Anak. Uh, Those guys. Yeah, so that's all you need to know. So Caleb drives these men out. So what does that tell us? That tells us that Caleb gets to, gets to the land. He's 85 years old. And there's still enemies in the land. Like his territory, his area that was, that was, for, him and, that was for him and his family, it wasn't like someone opened the door and said, hey, come on in. We're gonna, here's the nice house you can have. I'm going to leave it for you. These were people that lived there. Caleb had to fight them off at age 85 in order to get the land that God had promised to him. How does this happen? There's two components, and then we'll finish. The first is, is physical. How does Caleb maintain his strength, right? So two, two aspects to it, I think physical and spiritual. And we could talk about a lot of other ones, but just two, and, and, and I would encourage you. So um, Pastor Chris did a good, really nice podcast on this um, maybe a year ago on Psalm chapter 90 and about, 
about finishing well for the Lord, about maintaining our physical strength for the Lord. So I would just say, think about things like, like diet and exercise. Think about things like getting enough sleep and relieving stress so that, so that as we age, that we're able to do the work. Any, any mission trip I've ever been on had a physical component to it. Building, walking, you're in a different culture, you're in a different place. You go to a country that doesn't have sidewalks and nice roads, you got to walk in difficult places. Um, there's an India trip coming up this summer. Part of the India trip is, hey, over there's a mountain and there's people we need to evangelize, but we need to walk up that mountain to get there. If you're not in physical shape, you, you can't do that trip. So we need to maintain our, our bodies. The second part is obviously spiritual. It's so interesting to me that a lot of the physical things, so like exercise and diet and staying in shape, like that applies to our spiritual lives as well. Like, okay, I should exercise my body every day. Yeah, I should also um, exercise God's word in my mind every day. Like I should get enough sleep. I should also pray enough. Like these daily type of habits. So as we, as we get to the end, I would say, let's think about those questions again. And based on Caleb's life, what could I do? How could I change even the way I'm living so that, so that I am ready whenever the mission needs me? At age 40, at age 20, at age 80, at age, you name it, how can I be ready whenever the opportunity is there for me. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning. Um, God, thanks for giving us purpose and mission and for allowing us to connect with people that are doing your work all over the place. Um, I pray for us. God, I pray that you would show us what our role would be. Show us how we can be ready to serve you um, no matter where we are in life. In Jesus' name, amen.